our fellow travelers to the never-ending adventure podcast where me dj netty p and my co-host ring ring hello it's russell t you dubby police welcome to the podcast you must be listening to the entire thing you dummy it's the only way it's the only way man okay today we're talking about another way yep and you know oh what an episode ned what a great episode uh, we we curse a little bit on this podcast, but this episode, we it, it is what the fuck. What the fuck is happening in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> we, okay, yeah. oh, it just, oh, it kills me, man. It's, I don't know. It, where did these clowns come from? Uh, where well, did they Jake come from? Jake hired them. Jake's mistake but, from the go. Well, he paid them oh, to be there. <laughs> he did, but we we have seen so many kingdoms we have seen how creative or like candy people and breakfast people and uh the raggedy princess and turtle princess and the slime these are just creepy clowns and they're it's almost like they're too human looking to be living in the land of ooh yeah the the clown kingdom uh, can go jump off a bird they Seriously? can go jump off a bird. Go jump off a bird. <laughs> like, and they don't, oh, I man. really don't think they show up again. And I I would assume that just everybody was like, what the hell is happening? Please do not put these clowns. And like, yeah, was it inspired by some sort of fever dream by one of the writers? Because like, I don't know. When did, when did It uh, Rises or whatever come out? When did that second It movie come oh, out? Oh, I mean, it would have been, yeah, the, the remake of It came out um I don't that, know. dude that wasn't until i was in college though so that okay, this yeah. would not have been right. this early well <laughs> regardless this is an adventure time podcast we're talking about this episode where freaking jake goes and hires these clowns to kiss their boo-boos and then finn's like no i'm going my own way and he goes off and gets healed by a cyclops essentially Yes, um, gets, which is great because that we have a reason why he does that. He pulls out the Enchiridion, and there's a whole section on Cyclopses. Yeah, um, how which useful. Says, Reading books, odd. Yes. Well, and he, th- there was actually a third solution that Finn could have gone with because the, inter- uh, the Enchiridion says what Cyclopses lack is, the, is depth perception. They make, or what they lack in depth perception, they make up for in being really tall and crying a lot. They have pretty bad emotional problems. Cyclopses, if you are reading this, <laughs> get over it. We all have problems. See Appendix B. But Wait, you don't what? hear But you don't hear us complaining about it. Cyclopses have magic teardrops that possess mystic healing abilities. They are made of a combination of incensia. In, in, I don't know if that's said right. Yeah, Chicken soup, sure. toad potion, apple juice, celery soda, ginseng, and marshmallow mold. So okay, who's the author of this section of the Enchiridion? I love the sass. Was it Bimo? I, I, <laughs> I love the sass. I could see, man. I was like, I don't know if Billy wrote half the Enchiridion, but I, I feel like this is very like Billy esque, oh. you know? Yeah, maybe so. Do we get more Billy? I need to have much more Billy. We get a little more Billy. Not not much more, but definitely a little bit. Okay. Well, I could be down for that. Ned, I actually was looking into this episode a good bit. 
Um, and I found there's actually another title for this episode. So mm-hmm. technically it's another way. Um, what I found online by the authors was <clears throat> clowns suck, go your own way away from these clowns. Please Finn, please is the other title for this episode. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> please Finn, please. please let's just, let's just say go your I, own way. I 100% agree with Finn that yeah. first of all, I don't want scary anybody much less the clown to be kissing my feet i don't like that at all well this is what the the go your own way uh fleetwood matt songs about they wrote this about (laughs) was just about running away from clowns running away from clowns yeah totally well i i I can say it is fitting for this episode because we are in the middle of spooky season um and Uh, i guess not when this comes out i think this is it'll be the the most thankful episode For the most it thankful is not time the most of the year. Thankful. No, 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 no. This is no, this continuing is totally Halloween because this is just nightmare fuel, complete nightmare fuel. Because like wow. you can imagine, it's not only the fact that they made the crowns like creepy looking. They had the yeah. whole scene where as soon as Finn gets pinned down, which okay, this freaks the hell out of me too. Oh, without Finn gets a doubt. pinned down, but then he immediately goes into like a acid induced like fever dream. So like. I think the clowns drugged him. When Maybe. when those two other creepy clowns come up and they pin his arms down, I don't know what did they kisses? did. Maybe their kisses are have hallucinogenic properties. Yeah. And that, yeah. that's why Jake is all like cloud nine in because he's, he's having a good trip, but Finn's having a bad trip. Oh, interesting. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, that's, I, that's 100% what I think. Love therapy, the love therapy that the clowns use, which is them kissing the toes of Finn and Jake because their toes are hurt from jumping out the birds is one of my least favorite things that we have come across on Adventure Time. It bothered me so much and the like constant callback to the clowns laughing and you're giggling or whatever it was. I'm going to use my segment that I've used one other time on this podcast. It's not math. The only other time I've ever used this was when Ice King dropped Princess Bubblegum and Mortal Recoil, um, or Mortal Folly, whichever yeah, one Mortal comes Folly. first. Folly, yeah, yeah. Um, into the Lich's, um, like yeah, vat of acid. His power vat of well. acid. Yeah. So I think this, this, I don't, I'm not yucking any any yums. Let me just say that I'm not yucking Jake and the clown nurses yums. Uh, they are the worst, however. Um, and Jake even says at the end of this episode, we all have to go our own way, or we all have our own way. Sure, just don't share it with us, Jake. Yeah, just do exactly. it on your own time. <laughs> exactly. Do it. And what uh, he, I was like, yeah, don't, don't subject Finn to it, especially if he doesn't want this kind of treat. And second of all, we, we know we, we have our old lovelies from previous episodes, Dr. Ice Cream and Nurse Poundcake. Yeah. And I guess I was like, why, why did we not go to the Candy Kingdom where there is licensed professionals to handle this kind of, of injury? It's the only way, Ned. They gotta, your toes need crazy smooches. It's the <laughs> only way. <laughs> we gotta poo-poo your boo-boo. I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this. Well, I'm, I'm glad, I'm at least glad that after the initial intro to this episode that Finn has the same exact reaction I would have had. I was like, I am doing this, not this way. I am doing it my own way. However, I don't know if I would have gone necessarily into a manic PTSD rampage and hurt a lot of people in the process. That's that's kind of the next phase of Finn's development oh, yeah, here. It is. 
Well, before we do that, let's talk about my most punchable character, uh, the unicycle clown. Um, let's talk about my other most punchable character, the juggling clown, also uh, the butt blowing clown, also the or butt blowing bubble clown. Sorry. Yeah, uh, the- Jake is Jake's nurse clown. And then finally, my last most punchable character, the one that sucks eggs the most, Finn's nurse clown. Yeah, all of them. Finn's most nurse punchable, clown. They win. They all win that award. Yeah, Finn's nurse clown is what did it for me on the full punchability. Jake's, you know, buff, half muscle princess, half clown is doable just because I was like, oh, she's got a funny little like tattoo on her arm. Yeah. So I was like, okay, half that's old lady doable. from Monsters Inc. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. I can't even do the voice. <laughs> I was just trying to do the voice. Uh, I can't. Uh, I can't. Doing Roz from Monsters yeah. Inc. Are you done with your kisses? <laughs> You're done with your kisses. Come get a come get a waffle from the waffle house, honey. Jake. No, no, keep kissing. Keep kissing my toe. I, I could also, <laughs> man, another deep theoretically speaking, is that these are some sort of more demonic creatures that dressed up like clowns to disguise themselves. And okay. they are inherently evil by by uh, psychologically tripping people out through their acid-induced kisses. Oh, I kind of like that. But they just dress I, up as clowns to disguise themselves. See, I didn't even think about their their kisses or like the the trip that they were both having potentially. In my mind, like it was shocking enough and probably scarring enough of a situation as it is that there didn't need to be a, an extra element to that. I, I would be losing my mind like Finn this whole time, for sure. Yeah. Well, it, it leads into like this theory of the kisses having hallucinogenic properties absolutely leads into the rest of the episode because he goes to the forest, which I'm sure he has been to thousands of times outside of there in the grasslands, per se, mm-hmm. um, where one he comes across a stump who does get my lovely of the episode is the oh, sentient stump. Um, yeah, like Mostly because the voice acting and it was like, hey man, uh, you, the, the smell path is not that bad. Just just don't hurt me. Like, <laughs> yeah. totally my lovely. But... Yeah. Hey, listen, man, the smelly path's not actually all that bad. <laughs> it just tries Let, to convince him. Let's talk about Finn's actions here. Yeah. Finn comes okay. across a fork in the road and both both paths look pretty docile. Every bush, every tree, the stump itself has little smiling faces on it. And they start talking to him. And he's all amped up and it's like, no, I'm doing this my way. And just bust through the bushes. The, then there's a talking bush that he ends up <laughs> slamming through the river of madness. We'll talk about that in a second. I think he's still tripping, dude. I, I really oh, okay. think he's talking to the bushes and he's it's just two normal paths in the road and that he's on a clown kiss hallucinogenic dream just goes straight through the thorns and yeah. just goes straight through the thorns because he was like having a bad trip i don't know i mean the enchiridion does say this is the force of trees in my mind i'm thinking of lord of the rings and i'm thinking of the old forest and maybe these trees are are alive i mean obviously they are and and the land of ooh, we see the faces wink and smile and stuff. Yeah, but, but then like, maybe why, that's why what are it's they a reference all, to. Why are they all jerks? Every single one of them is like, hey, you are butt the, clown. The trees aren't jerks. Well, the, the stump is definitely a little more on the jerky, aggressive side. Yeah. And then so is the bush. <laughs> I, I the, the bush is an asshole. Fine. 
<laughs> the stump was just trying to be real. He's just like, yo, dude, if you go left, like all your hair falls off, you go right, you're going to smell bad forever. Like I, I'm, he's laying it out. He's like, you have two choices, you know, you choose. And Finn chooses uh, the rush option, which is I choose not to decide and you've still made a choice. Uh, Finn goes straight through, you know, like I don't think the stump was all that bad of a guy personally. Yeah, yeah. The Bush was being a jerk. The The Bush was for sure being a jerk. (laughs) He's like calling him a dummy, like you idiot. You know, like I don't know. I I the the Bush is not a lovely for me by any means. No, the Bush might. I mean, I hate the clowns. Don't get me wrong, but Bush might be most punchable to me. Oh well, dude, more than the clowns. If this whole episode was just clowns, I would probably never watch it again. Yeah, and that's why we we even talked last week about skippability, and I was like, especially with watching through this in the future with my children, potentially, I was like, that's an episode of a show that me personally as a child would have freaked, like the little flashes, like red flashes of scary clowns, and they... Oh, for sure. Oh, no. So like, yeah, the Bush is still, I think, attitudinally the most punchable to me. Okay. I, I love how Finn uses the bush, though. I, it's such a cool technique of being able to push all of the water yeah. of this flowing river that, you know, the bush warns him. He's like, look, the, the current is so fast. It's acidic. It's like orange juice, which is kind of funny because um, yeah. orange juice is acidic, but not that acidic, you know, or not in that way. And then the bridge is a trap, which that was the option, right? Going on the bridge is the way they go. We've seen him take on some pretty fearsome like opponents in the past. I think whatever yeah. is underneath that bridge, whatever the, that's a trap, whatever that is, he can, he can take care of it. You know, I think that yeah, was the, the answer. You can go the water is jamming with but electric there's a eels. monster under there. <laughs> yeah. The water's just jamming with electric eels, which is kind of a fun way to describe what's going on with the electric eels in this water. Um, but my tops of the episode is Finn skips the bush Dude. when they're, they're not yes. even halfway through, you know, like they're not even halfway through the river and the bush is just like, go back. What are you doing? You know? And he's like, nah, I'm going to skip you. I'm going to throw you across the river with me. And then he tries to like skip himself. <laughs> Dude, that was, that was my tops of the episode too, is when Finn stops, looks at the, <laughs> looks at the skipping bush and then decides to try to skip himself. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like he wasn't expecting that to work. He was kind of expecting like the bush to hit the water and kind of just like stop there. And instead, it, he saw the bush, which should not have been able to skip on top of water, skip all the way across the water. So he's like, I don't know, maybe I'll skip too. <laughs> <laughs> they said, I also, one of the weirdest facts I've ever read on this episode was, I guess they talked about how far it was away from where they were standing to the end. And they were like, in order for Finn to have gotten across the river in that amount of time, he had to have been running 13.1 miles per hour. And I was like, Okay. okay. Wonderfully random fact from this episode. <laughs> there you go. Which 13.1 oh. miles an hour is definitely runnable, but it's definitely runnable, but I guess yeah. in water is probably a little, little tough. Yeah, of course not. Of course. But, um, oh, I, sorry. I was just thinking online in general, but anyways, my lovely of this episode comes up next. Um, oh, the hairy man, the hairy man who's, I just, I wrote down Rainey's husband because we got the meat his wife as like by name, but not him. Yeah. Um, but he was just, he's so great. He's like Colin Finn friend, you know, he's hanging out. He's like, I got to get my melons over to my wife. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he, you know how it is. And his wheel is so in chill. 
the wheel to his cart is stuck in a tree, which I'm also wondering yeah. how that happens. And his wife's not that far away. He probably could have just whopped those melons to his wife, but you know how it is. I don't know. No, no doy, <laughs> Fred. You know how it is. I know. <laughs> he's, he's great. That's that's my lovely of this episode. He was that's a good, that's a, a good great lovely. little character. Yeah. That's a good also, lovely. Did Finn kill Rainy? Did Finn straight up murder Randy with those melons? I don't know. She gets crushed. The, yeah, the, the third crushing melon rollover was like, oh, that's kind of, that is pretty rough. Well, when they flash back to her, when Finn takes his Cyclops head and runs back to her and drops the, um, I, or what is it? The, geez, the, the teardrops. The teardrops, yeah, from the Cyclops. She's not moving. She's completely silent. Her eyes are closed. And I think Rainey's husband is just crying over her. Oh, so, I didn't I even pick up that he might he might have just straight up killed her. He might have just killed her. I, like maybe the first or the second melon causes a concussion and that third melon just straight up flattens her. Yeah, that's very true. But we get to the Cyclops. And I wanted to know what you vibed on with the Cyclops, because it reminded me a lot of the Cyclops from uh, the Enchiridion episode, too, just made out of, like, trees and mountains. Yeah, remind me of the Cyclops from the Enchiridion episode. That's the one where Finn is flying on the giant dollar bill. Yeah, my big money. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I, I, you know, I totally forgot about that Cyclops, to be entirely honest with you. It's been so long since we watched it that has. first episode. It's been nearly two or, years, yeah. Episode three, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't it's, know, man. He's, he's cool. I, I got nothing against the Cyclops. I just thought it was funny that he's constantly, like, basically trying to make himself cry. Finn's like, I don't, I don't care about you, man. Like, I'm done with this adventure. Like, I've, I messed up. He has that whole moment where he basically does like a Daft Punk intro and is singing in auto tune, mm-hmm. which um, I thought the song was banging too. Like I love bad. that we not bad we we haven't had a um a like Finn's computer voice song since uh, Freak City with Magic Man. Yeah, it's been a minute. So it's been a hot minute. So I'm glad that they at least brought it back for sure. Yeah, yeah, I. I it, He's fine. He's a fine character. It's funny how he's basically making himself cry. And of course, Finn finds a way to to trick the Cyclops by bringing him really close so that he can punch him square in the eye. But what are your thoughts on the Cyclops? I mean, I thought it was the same thing. It was just kind of funny how the Cyclops was totally disguised into the landscape and kind of comes up and has, first of all, awesome design, maybe besides the fact that his head can easily be pulled off by a 12-year-old boy. Off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was maybe the only flaw <laughs> in the Cyclops uh, design. But I think like a huge like tree is one leg and like the, the windy like roots of another. The design work was awesome on it. But yeah, you How can see the Cyclops. How heavy is that Cyclops head? Finn, Finn just pulls it off and runs around with it. Like, Yeah. He's got some strength, man. No, but and then another cool thing is that at the very end of the episode, you see Finn with like a little vial of Cyclops tears that... I think is cool. I don't think they reference it again later on oh, in the show. Yeah, that'd be great if it, it came back. It is a great explanation, though, for the rest of the show at this point. We kind of now have a pinpoint moment that Finn and Jake are maybe to some degree indestructible, if you think about it. So, I mean, if you had a potion in your backpack all the time that would 
no matter what happened to you, you could just like dab a tiny droplet on you and be totally fixed. Like you would go do crazier things, right? And it comes from a very easily uh, emotional, like easily made emotional cyclops, which is kind of, I don't know, kind of silly. Like you'd think in this world of something so powerful as a teardrop that could completely heal you would be more difficult to get than just going to a cyclops and talking to yeah. it for a couple of minutes. Yeah, it's poking and then poking it in the eye. <laughs> well, even before he pokes it in the eye, like you already see the teardrop start to form yeah. on that giant eyeball, which is, you know, basically him just doing it to himself and doesn't want the teardrop, like I said. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, and we no. see because this is now the second cyclops that we've seen, both of them are different types of being the other cyclops is not made out of like the mountain it's just a big cyclops there is multiple places to get these tears too so like they have a run out they're like okay like next time we encounter a cyclops we'll just go grab some of his tears very easily so yeah it could uh it could explain if we ever end up in an episode where we're like wow you know how in the world did finn bounce back from you know getting smacked in the ass by somebody else like oh yeah we got a little vial of cyclops tears that are always the backup you know All right. Well, cool. Let's keep that in mind and uh, let's go to the commercial. Yeah. Take a quick breather. Have you or a loved one been inadvertently scared by clowns, clown nurses, clown ghosts, or even sentient woodland jerks? If so, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Here at the law offices of Fatty McFathead and Sons, we specialize in all forms of psychological damages suffered from indecent exposure and deadly clown kisses. With many cases leading to long-term suffering from sleep, Nightmares, fear of going outside, and uncontrollable beating the schnoz out of little cute sentient creatures. So call our law offices today at 1-800-GTF-AWAY-FROM-ME, YOU STUPID CLOWN, and see if you are eligible for financial compensation or a free therapy session. That's 1-800-GTF-AWAY-FROM-ME, YOU STUPID CLOWN, to speak to our representative today. Welcome back after you've received your financial compensation for psychological damages suffered by Russell and Ned. Oh man, don't. Don't hold us financially accountable for anything, please. <laughs> we'll pay please. you a total financial sum of $0 from being psychologically yep. damaged from listening to this podcast. No, hopefully listening to this podcast is something you enjoyably do every Tuesday. Enjoyably. <laughs> we've gotten, yeah, we've gotten some people that have said, oh, you know, it's just, yeah. it's a way for me to keep loving Adventure Time. And that's what we're, that's what we're here to do, So man. sweet. So you sweet when You guys are so that. sweet. We love that you guys. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, then I couldn't help but notice this is the second episode in a row where Jake opts out of adventuring. Mm, that's true. And multiple times this season as well, honestly. Yeah. He's been, I don't know, maybe that's a way for the writers to not have to have Jake around, but does don't they? I thought and I, I remember you mentioning that they loved being like doing Jake episodes. I, I don't know. Yeah, there's lots of, I mean, there's lots of episodes where Jake and Finn kind of end up separately doing their own thing, um, which I think is another way you can kind of really get into them growing on their own adventures, doing adventuring their own way. Um, Because, I mean, in in the first season of the show, we really do see it's like, oh, it's two partners in crime. And... Now, especially, I mean, I think that there's some Finn lessons learned here, obviously. And a lot of those lessons I think that Finn will grow and learn and develop in the show are when he has to go off and do things on his own. You know what I mean? 
it just seems to me like if you're going to take Jake out of the episode, you should fill that space with another equally as interesting or like, I don't know, strong character as Jake. Like a yeah, great episode like, like, for Jake to not be involved in is maybe when Susan Strong's around. Let's yeah. take Jake out and let just Finn and Susan do a thing. Or if Finn Marceline, and Bimo do a well, thing or something PB, like that. PB's around. Let's just Finn and PB and Jake can kind of do his own B adventure. Um, but in these episodes, he's like not even doing a B plot. Like he's just hanging out, reading a book, or he's getting kisses by a freaky clown. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I see what you mean, though, that we've seen uh, episodes with other characters in them that are really great Finn and Jake episodes, but we haven't seen a great, like, maybe not a great, like, Finn and someone else with Jake not involved episode. Because, yeah, yeah. yeah that makes sense. We'll, we'll, it's just we'll get a some of those. We'll get some yeah. of those for sure. I kind of want a Jake adventure. Like, I I'm, think I'm ready for a Jake adventure where Finn goes off and does nothing. Yeah, we'll we'll get those too for sure. They they come with a little extra kind of like Jake doing his own thing storyline, and some of their yeah. I'm I'm specifically thinking with like Prismo episodes for my fans out there, like Jake and kind of him hanging with Prismo and stuff is is a great little Jake story sideline. Yeah, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I know it's gonna be. It, we, we got lots of good things coming up. Like I said, I think season cool. five might be my favorite, uh, but season four it really just continues to build on season three, and we're gonna get a lot of good, yeah. a lot of good stuff. Cool. Well, let's finish up talking about another way. Uh, yes, and then in let's another way. Probably not revisit this episode for a while, huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> we we ended with the the Cyclops conversation. Finn getting pummeled by the Cyclops, making him cry, getting his tears. Popping his head off, which was unexpected to me, running around. I I did love the the think one of the more redeeming qualities for me in this episode was when Finn runs around and he's healing everybody. So he heals uh oh, what was her name? Harry Man's Rainy. wife. Yeah, it's Rainy. Rainy. Uh then the bush, then the stump, when the stump grows a little flower out the top, which I thought was very yeah, sweet. That was cute. But the the best highlight in my maybe my runner-up tops besides skin, Finn skipping himself across the water is that he pours the tears onto a sandwich, and then the sandwich like jumps up and is sentient again, possibly alluding to the fact that Finn is having a weird acid trip fever dream. <laughs> that the sandwich maybe comes so. alive at the end, but maybe either that so. or this is one of Bimo's famous sentient sandwiches which mm-hmm. I could get on board with as well because it's one of my favorite moments of the show. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I love the moment at the end where he takes the Cyclops head to the nurses and Jake turns him away. He's like, I don't, I don't want that. And then the, the clown kisses the Cyclops on his eye and asks him, how did that feel? <laughs> how, said, how bittersweet. That bittersweet. Yeah, I, I could imagine so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope, yeah. I don't know if, if Finn is... Because he's on his rampage of fixing his problems, I hope he did turn around and put the Cyclops head back on his body instead I hope of just so. yeah. I hope he did that, but or have PB like you said, like get a bunch of vials and like let's fill, let's make this thing cry yeah, a bunch. And- let's let's uh, <laughs> let's market this shit. <laughs> let's let's yeah. sell it. Let's sell it as some snake oils. All the adventures, yeah. Man, that yeah, cyclops well, that gets in the wrong hands, that could really mess you up. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, if, if 
somebody else figures that out. And you would assume that nobody else maybe knows a ton. The Cyclops obviously had been asked for his tears before, but if that's knowledge that is held pretty privately by reading the Enchiridion, it's probably not super public knowledge. Remind me, in the episode where Princess Bubblegum is wearing the uh, bubonic, uh, geez, the Black Plague mask, right? Yeah. The, the, um, the priest mask or whatever. And they're hanging out in that town. Everybody's being frozen, right? Mm-hmm. What is it that they need from Ice King to unfreeze everybody? Oh, I'm trying to remember. I think they just needed him. They were going to go beat him up because he froze everybody. I don't can't remember if they were getting something think, from I him. I think the cure is from him, like crying or yelling oh, was his, or was it his tears that ended up saving everybody too? I'm sorry, y'all. This is poor prep. I shouldn't have brought it up. Anyways, oh yeah. Well, you you caught me off guard. I'm trying to. I think it maybe was his tears that ended up helping everybody. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Well, we're talking, I'll, I'll look into it and see if I can't Yeah, remember. look into it. Well, I had a lesson. We'll get into some lessons here because as as much as we talked about being creeped out and hating the clowns and it being a acid-inducing fever dream, Finn's lesson through this, I think, is important that it's like a, not like a, not like a catch-22, but definitely like, I think it's cool for him to be like, there, I can go about things another way. Like there is other solutions to problems. And so kind of being the, I'm going to do things that work for me. Um, and they may work for someone else, but they don't work for me. Kind of taking on that independence, I think is a healthy trait. And, you know, be, being the, if you got a problem, like be the one that finds the solution and you don't have to just do whatever anybody else tells you to do. However, going about your own way with zero bit of like remorse or not caring who you hurt in the process is like, I think the lesson, the growth lesson he learns is that you can do things your own way, but you can't, it does, it's not justifiable if you are hurting people in the process either. I think that's a big thing. Like that's kind of how like society operates in, in general, like do things your own way. But if uh, stealing from somebody it's the way to, you know, feed your family or whatever. It still doesn't make it right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ned, I, I figured it out. The okay, episode good. was, what have you done? Uh, the freezer burn flu, which is basically caused by Ice King's dandruff. Um, it can be cured by the pained howls of Ice King himself. Uh, so essentially they're going there to beat him up, right? And, and... Oh yeah, and get his pained how yeah, yeah, that's what it was. So almost so like kind tears. of a similar concept of like here is a way to cure yourself or heal yourself is like the pain of uh another. Sounds like some dark magic. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a huge if, fan. Yeah, well, especially if we know the Cyclops tears are made out of chicken soup, toad potion, celery soda, ginseng, <laughs> and marsh, marshmallow mold. It does sound very well, witchcrafty, which is Usually involving somebody suffering to get a potion, yeah. you know. But if he's crying easily, you know, like, I don't know. I feel less bad for him. At least he's like, he's known for crying. I don't think Ice King is known for crying out, like howling out in pain. Ooh, so I don't know. After different. watching after watching the tapes in the Christmas episode, I think we realized that Ice King is very emotionally fragile still. Yeah, well, that's true. 
That is but very true. Maybe not pained howls, but yeah. definitely, definitely the tears aspect for sure. Yeah. My lesson for this episode, man, is pretty simple clown sut toes. Um, and they, they just suck in general. Not a big clown guy. Mm-mm. Nope. I'm, I'm circus, not scared of I clowns, deal with them. I'm, I'm fine with them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Most people not, are like super scared of clowns. I'm like more scared of these clowns than I am of like it from the Stephen yeah. King movies and novels and everything. I'm, I definitely, it scares the crap out of me. I've never even seen those movies. Uh, the concept of a creepy clown frightens me. Like, a, what is it, Wayne Casey or whatever? Like, I think he's mm-hmm. known for dressing up if I'm, I'm oh, yeah, yeah, another one as a clown. Um, like, the idea of that terrifies me. Clowns themselves don't really scare me just seeing a clown. Like, I'm never going to freak out, like, at a circus or something. Yeah. There's a clown there. There's someone dressed up at a fair as a as a clown. That doesn't scare me. But for whatever reason, be it like the Joker or whatever it is, clowns have a tendency to like or the ability like they're just right on the edge of could be really creepy if they wanted to be. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's just one of those things. I think there's something there's something psychological. I think. For the first psychological thing is like, what was your first childhood experience as a, with clowns? With clown, and yeah. that's something that can lead to like some more deep rooted PTSD and trauma. And so I think that's why the crowd is pretty, pretty split on are clowns terrifying or not terrifying. But I think the big reason is why they're unsettling to say the least is that I'm, as humans, like we can read other people based on a lot of emotional context. So like, you can see someone's been crying. You can see someone's smiling and happy. And that the clown disguise is let me paint a fake emotion on myself to portray an emotion, even if that's not the way I'm feeling. And that's unsettling to people. I think, I think biologically, evolutionarily unsettling is that the way we read people is based on those emotional triggers. And something that read. can disguise clowns. that is yeah. very fright. Like, like, evolutionarily huh. frightening like to, that. to humans. Yeah, that's that's a very fascinating idea. I, I haven't really thought about that, but I totally agree. Um, maybe, maybe that is why clowns are so freaky. Or they yeah. have the ability to be freaky if they wanted to or try. Yeah. Well, yeah, and like what's creepier than than somebody you see in them smile and but they're like actually they're doing something sad. mean or yeah, evil. To do, mm-hmm, <laughs> It's just still, a big yeah. smiley face coming at you with a knife. Like that is a, a creepy concept. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, Ned, we, this is not a very thankful episode. I feel like we're, we've been talking about uh, creepy clowns and <laughs> spooky just, season. Next, next week we're doing ghost princess. So um, spooky oh, season might be living on, man. Uh, well, it's living on in my wreck at least, unfortunately. Oh, um, okay. Not the most thankful wreck ever, but Castlevania, which I believe is on Netflix. It's a four-season anime, I guess you could call it. I don't know if it's technically actually an anime, but it's based on the video game, I believe, Castlevania. And I have only seen the first season. It is very gory. It's very kind of brutal at moments. Um, but it's a very fascinating tale. I love how the the main bad guy, Dracula, has like the knowledge of science and that is perceived as evil and perceived as magic and... He does have magical abilities for sure, but he's he's kind of a scientist and he kind of knows a lot more. And he, there are these old ways that they talk of and it's the churches against 
Dracula and against the devil and against witches and witch hunting is happening. And it's, it's very fascinating. It really is an interesting anime. If you're okay with a little bit of gore. Um, yeah, I think I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Like somewhere mixed between adult novelization and anime type thing. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. And it feels like a video game. The way that the, the characters speak that aren't the main characters. Sometimes they kind of sound like PCs. They're like, here's a little bit of information about what just happened to our village. Here's another <laughs> bit of information. Have you been over to so-and-so's house? Oh, you house? mean oh, <laughs> NPCs? Yeah, they're like NPCs. Sorry, not PCs, oh. NPCs. Yeah, it's it's very funny how they they kind of are people, but at the same time, it just feels like non-main like It's like background people dialogue. Are just, yeah, they're just kind of giving you like, hey, like main character, go check out this. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, and that's. So that's I don't know. Cool is that too. is that like the ad? Uh, the, what do you call it? The ex machina of the episode is like. <laughs> we realize this is really confusing, so we're gonna have one little person come and explain everything that's happening to you. Yeah, that um, hasn't really happened yet, to my knowledge. But but even like the way that um, the first fight feels like a boss battle, and the character that the main character is fighting, Trevor Belmont, is taking on has this ability that you see in a lot of shows or especially anime where it's like, I disappeared and now I'm over here type of an ability. But instead mm-hmm. of doing that, he does a very video game-esque, like flashing, like uh, jumping to the side type motion. Mm-hmm. And I kind of really appreciated like That's something that you would yeah, definitely bl- see in a 2D a little, scroller. A little bloodhound step for all of my Elden, yeah. Elden Ring fans out there. Yeah, there you go. Um, anyways, so I'm, I'm enjoying Castlevania though. It's, it's been good. good. I'm still in spooky season, so it makes sense for me. Yeah, it works. It works. We're, we're going to do a spooky season movie tonight, I think. So going on, maybe not in the realm of scary clowns, but something else scary is going to be good. But yeah. my recommendation is more of a comforting one today because my whole house smells like it right now. It is homemade Cinnamon. macaroni grill bread. Oh, whoa, that sounds great. Oh, yeah. If you guys have never been to a macaroni grill, uh, don't. It really went downhill in the last 10 years. I've never gone. But they have a bread type there, and it's like kind of like a mix between like artisanal and uh, focaccia bread, but it's made with like rosemary and garlic salt, and we've made it several times, but... My wife made double portions of it tonight, and I can smell it coming out of the oven right now. So I'm wrapping up this podcast to go that eat some great. freaking garlic, rosemary, focaccia, macaroni grill bread, and it's going to be delicious. Man, we're going to do some pumpkin carving tonight, I think. Ooh. Uh, so we're definitely going to roast some p- pumpkin seeds. We're going to go to Kroger. We've been shopping around. At Kroger, there are these... Little cookies, like sugar cookies, that have like bats on them or something, or pumpkins. Oh, the, yeah, on the, them. The, just like the cut and cut and cook yeah. ones, right? Yeah, they're oh, yeah, so those things good. Are I don't know why. Yeah, oh, those, I don't know. Why that's like the so cookie good. dough in the world that, like, I I prefer typically a cooked cookie over yeah. just like raw cookie dough. But man, those ones where you just yeah. slice it, that co- so cookie dough is honestly so good. Oh, Oh, well, you so don't good. even have to slice it. The ones I'm thinking of are the ones that just come oh, in a box and you just peel it off. Box. And, yeah. yeah. Put it on a tray. They used to, sometimes I'll have like Pokemon ones. Yeah. It's great. I don't know. They're so cheap, but for whatever reason, it just feels like a really easy, like, here's a cookie we bait type of yeah, thing. And it, it's such so. a good thing. I feel like with Halloween being all about like sweet treats and decorations and like, 
it, it's all about kind of like decor that like the just cookies and Halloween themed candies and Reese's pumpkin cut yeah. Reese's peanut butter just cups. Get in the mood. It's all man. part of the season, which is kind of nice, you know. Oh, I can't wait. I, I mean, when this episode comes out, I'll be getting into the November mood. I'm sure, like flannels all in November, probably. Oh yeah. Oh and yeah. Then, when it gets nice in and December, cold. like oh, man, like we're just creeping up on like some of the best like holiday moments yeah. of the whole year. It's yeah. It's October to December stretch is probably like my favorite time of year when yeah. things like everything quiet down, gets cold, height of college football season. Oh yeah. Everybody's just down to do like fun festive things, which is always nice. And lots mm-hmm. of time off work, which is always a bonus too. Huge bonus. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I'm pumped, man. Uh, if you're still listening, thank you for hanging out with us and, and chilling us, uh, chilling with us for 40 minutes. Um, and yeah, next week we'll be back with another adventure time episode next Tuesday. Um, talking about but, ghost princess, which is a great episode. Yeah. Much better, much better than this one. Well, for now, go check us out in the meantime on Instagram at Neverending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Neverending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. Email us your thoughts, your opinions at nea.travelerslog or at gmail.com. And uh, we'll try and do some Traveler's Log segments soon. Um, But yeah, man, thanks for hanging out. If you are wanting a podcast sticker, let us know. Shoot us a review. Uh, that you did on iTunes or Apple Music, or even just if you're like, hey, we, I rated you on Spotify, you know, we'll shoot you a sticker and that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Thank you so much, y'all. It. Thank you guys. I loved you guys. Yeah. Party forever. Yeah.